Podcast season four, episode twelve, the final episode of season four, covering the final episodes of season four. Uh, in this one, we're doing Last of the Big Time Mouths and Fonzie's Baptism, March twenty second and March 29th, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, we, I'm your host Dan. By the way, I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, it's uh, we're at the end of season four, huh? We still have five, six. Seven more full seasons. Remembering the Joy Loves Chachi was already covered on Avengers Super Train. So we got seven more full seasons. So we got a we got a long, long way to go, I know. And we'll get there. We'll, we will get there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Hamana 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 Hamana. I'm gonna start with the Joe Glauberg written, Jerry Paris directed Last of the Big Time Mouths. It is football season, beginning ish several weeks into football season it uh when you look outside um this the Fonz has a scarf Joni has a scarf but there's no snow on the ground and it's clearly not full-on fall into winter yet so I'm guessing this episode takes place sometime in probably late September maybe very start of October before the frosts hit and the trees, uh, the leaves start to change color and things start to get cold. Maybe three or four weeks into the football uh, season. Al has set up a thing in Arnold's for, uh, he, he's he got a, he's got a big TV, a big-ish TV that's going to show all the football games in color. And Ralph has become this, this, this hot um, bookie, basically. He has a, a bit of a floozy who he hangs out with and he takes lots of bets with all the local guys who mainly seem to be high school guys apart from one guy named bruiser who could be a high school guy who might not be a high school guy he's not involved um in any way shape or form the bruiser the george a romero film and uh yeah ralph is there and he's he's taking bets and he's taking lots of bets and he lets uh richie and potsy down because he's the goalie on their hockey team and he doesn't show up and they have to put a german shepherd in the goalie's place and the Fonz kind of warns Ralph this is not a this is not a great road to go down doing this thing because something will go wrong soon at the same time Ralph's dad is trying to uh get Ralph to be like uh to to have the leopard lodge um he's trying to butter Mr. C up try, to try to get Ralph voted as like leopard boy of the year or something like that and unfortunately on a Green Bay game um featuring Paul Horning who was a who's a Green Bay player from late 50s to the early, to the end of the 60s, sorry, early 70s even? Um, he, uh, uh, Ralph thinks Paul has a bad leg and can't play, so he's taking all these bets against, well, for Green Bay, and he's against Green Bay, but then unfortunately, Green Bay wins, and Bruiser wants a bunch of money, and Ralph may be in trouble. Let me, uh, let me play a little, oh my gosh, I got the episode playing right here, that guy who was in... Who was who was playing the piano in the graduation, and who was sitting by the the gulper, the grumper, whatever it was in the previous episode, and who had the wrong letter when they went in this physical? He's right there. He's right there. Well, there you go. I, 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 the guy looks very familiar, and I'm sure you all know who he is. And you're looking at him, going, "Dan, of course, that's Steve Blumbenton." And you're gonna, yeah. And Steve Bay is very big in the um, background circuits at this time in 1977. God bless. Good night. No, listen to this. I'll be right back with some chatter about Last of the Big Time Mouths.
So what we're gonna do is, I guess first off we'll say, do I do I think this is a good episode? It's a pretty good episode. It's fun. Um, Ralph gets into some trouble. The Fonz vaguely helps him, and then in the end, Mr. C sort of helps him towards his dad, and then his dad helps him out, and Ralph and his dad have a big long chat, which ends with a sort of foreboding moment. I don't. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say what the moment is, but I won't say why it's foreboding. Although you'll probably guess right off the bat. But if I don't say it outright, then it ain't my fault. But it's, you know, he, he, Ralph and his dad goof all the time. Ralph's dad is an optometrist. And uh, in, in the episode, at the end of it, uh, Ralph's dad agrees to give Ralph the money to pay everyone back that he sort of ripped off. Well, he didn't really rip them off. He was, he, he was winning. He was apparently winning for several weeks, and then he just hit a bad game. It was gambling. It, it, went, it went wrong. Um, I guess that is gambling. I'm not a gambler myself. How much you want to make a bet I'm not, you son of a bitch? I'm kidding. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, and and it's interesting because at the end of it, so Ralph's going to have to pay off the $80 by working two nights a week at the optometrist's office. And it ends with Miss, Mr. Malf being very excited that Ralph is going to go on optometry. And Ralph says, no, no, I want to be a comedian. But Ralph, you're not funny. I'm not. I'm kidding you. And then they laugh. And then Ralph, Mr. Mr. Malf kind of mentions to Mr. C that Ralph wants to go into a... Uh, be a stamp comedian not an optometrist and you know it's it ain't easy it ain't easy mr mouth being a being a parent i'm not going to say why that um that conversation is important for later in the series i would just say it is sort of one of those things like it's another glauberg the last glauberg was fonz how inc not a particularly great episode but in the sort of growing of the relationship between mr c and the fonz it's a big thing and it's something you would refer back to later so there will very specifically be an episode much later on in the series where you can refer back to that scene and go but what about that scene what happened what's going on what's huh what but i'm not going to go too far into that and just say overall it's a funny episode there's some good laughs ralph's always fun to watch you know it's going to go wrong for him i love the fact that that mr glauberg the the way he structures it is it doesn't begin with like the first act is ralph discovering that he can do this and then winning the first week and then uh, that kind of thing with the episode begins with ralph already being you know top of the heat big man on Arnold's as it were and it's never explained exactly how he got there it's just like he you know he put in these bets and he won and he's been winning and for the first few weeks and this is the week where it goes wrong I like that it, it's got everything's got a nice move into it I like um I like the Fonz in this episode he spends the Fonz spends most of this episode worrying about his um his motorcycle is broken down. He needs a new piston, so he's having all the gals in the neighborhood drive him around, and uh, uh, and the ones that can't fit in the car he's driving around in will will run alongside the car. But he does talk to Ralph, and he stops Bruiser from beating Ralph up, and gives Ralph like twenty four hours or forty eight hours. And so, it's it's funny. He if this were the first or second season, all of this stuff that's happening would happen happening to Richie. It's interesting that at the end of the fourth season, when the show is at such a height that it's happening to Ralph who's very much a secondary character when the show began. Potsy was the main foil alongside um, uh, Ralph. So it's, it's interesting that Richie, yeah, Richie doesn't have much to do in this. He can see that it's going to go wrong. He does bet on on Green Bay, but it's only a dollar. He's not going to lose 80 bucks like, like Ralph does. But it's interesting, yeah, that um, it's, 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 it's kind of weird, too, that um, 
at the end of it when Ralph needs to talk to his dad the way he does it is by talking to Richie who talks to his dad who talks to Ralph's dad who talks to Ralph so they take kind of this weird circuitous happy days route where you know you know Richie goes to his dad about something but it's actually nothing to do with him he wants him to go to someone else to help one of his friends who's got something and he needs to bring them together it's a, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's pretty great that by this point that they're able to give over an episode. Like, you know, the Fonz has a bit to do. Richie has a bit to do. Patsy has a little bit to do. Um, there's a weird moment where, um, and we'll discuss the dating of this episode, sure, but there's a weird moment with um, they use a German shepherd as the goalie in their hockey game and they lose. And then at one point, they're, the Cunninghams are eating dinner and you can hear a dog barking. And you think, Spunky! No, it's this German shepherd. We're Spunky! Uh, he may not be here yet. She, or she may not be here yet. Um, temporally. Uh, well, what else about the episode? Uh, I, I like the putting up of the the color TV um, for the for the football games. That's fun. Although it's really only like eight guys sitting in the corner of Arnold's just watching a football game and not like eating anything. So Richie, Ralph, and Patsy play every single like high school related game ever. I mean, they're, they're basketball. I think they were football at one time, weren't they? They're baseball, and now they're ice hockey? And they're playing the shots. Was it the shots? Oh, heck, I didn't. The shots, hot shots? The hot shots, hot shots? And I'm imagining that shots beer, right? Laverne Shirley? What are they doing playing them? I don't, I don't get it. They, um, I mean, they just... It's, it's weird, because, like, Richie and Potsy seem to do everything. They play every... Especially Potsy. He plays every single sport. He sings beautifully. He plays every instrument. He's also in the in the in the school like musicals and things like that. What what the world is his oyster apart from the fact that his family hates him, you know. And Ralph seems to really have nothing, and it you know gets lots of help. And Potsy, I don't think Potsy ever really does in the series. It's, I th- I think it's a fun episode. I, I like that they gave Ralph a, a sort of lead episode near the end of the season. Um, especially in a season that's been so Fonz-heavy. It does really seem suspiciously like the Fonz and Ralph scenes are scenes that would have been the Fonz and Richie had this been three years earlier. One might wish that they had sort of thought of a better way to do that. I mean, when you watch Ralph in this episode with this kind of um, floozy kind of gal, he is ridiculous. I mean, he is ridiculous. That's comedic. But it's also a little worrisome when you see like bruiser who wants to beat the crap out of him and, and such and um you you do spend a lot of the time watching the episode thinking ralph why are you doing this aren't you smarter than this and then you realize no no maybe he's not smarter than this hmm. i i do like one of the things i, I do like is the uh, watch the game in color and then they show this old football game, but the there's no the only color is green because Bruiser broke off the antenna. And then you realize as you're watching it that this this game wasn't this game was never in color. This game was always in black and white. And they watch it in color as a lie, and and they put the green over it to make you think something may have been in color here. Anyway, let me. I don't. I don't want to go too overboard on this. The, the the thing with this season, we're getting near the end of this season now. I'll talk after Fonzie's baptism. Um, are you going to be there for Fonzie's baptism? After we talk Fonzie's baptism, I'll give some very basic thoughts on on season four as a whole. I mean, obviously, the 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 U.S. loved it. This was their number one season. I mean, tons of people were tuning into this show and Laverne and Shirley every single 
week so so this is big 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 and again you know is this is this a great episode of television no is it fun yeah is it funny yeah there's enough funny stuff in it does it move at a good pace yeah it does um are you ever worried that ralph is going to get in trouble really or anything like that no not really not with the fonz hanging around the fonz really really does um treat ralph the way he does richie in here he he, he doesn't treat him as sort of the affection that he does richie um but he treats him as like okay you know i've been with you long enough ralph to know that um sometimes you need assistance and i'm here to assist so let me let me go now to trying to date the episode now now i've said before the graduation to me the graduation that was june of 59 but we've had some weird episodes uh, since then including an episode set yes at saint patrick's day there has no mention, no mention at all of college, which is what they would be going into in September of 1959. And when you, trust me, when you enter college, you, you can still have high school connections, but, but, but things are very different. Even if you don't go away, things are very different when you go to college and do to high school. College, I mean, who am I saying this to, you know, but, but I mean, high school is obviously, high, high school is that thing, the like kindergarten, well, first through 12th grade, where it's really like, you start to worry after a time, like, are they actually meaning to teach me something important? Are they actually just trying to sort of condition me to make me go to the same place early in the morning when I don't want to go there and be there all day long when I don't really want to be there and then leave Monday through Friday most of the year? You know, sort of setting you up for, you know, a nine to five office job. Which, if you have a nine to five office job and you love it, awesome. If if you have a if you don't, and you love what you're doing, awesome. And if you have a nine to five office job and you don't love what you're doing and you wish you were doing something else more creative or something, well, Godspeed, good luck. But but yeah, that's that's the thing I've always thought. Like once you enter college, it's it's. I went away for college, um, but once you enter college, things do change because the schedule changes. Because most likely you are working in some fashion, and most likely you set up a schedule for college and where you can go to college and you can work and you can do that. And there is more vacation time in college, and there is more of a break in between the semesters because you're working harder at each class that you're doing. And and so the the fact that you watch this and there's no way, shape, or form we are in college yet. In fact, the thing that gives away that we're not in college is when Ralph comes down the steps with Richie discussing averages about about the betting, sees his dad and says, "Oh, Dad, I was helping Richie with his math." That's not uh, that's not something you say college wise. Um, if if Richie is going to college to be a reporter, to be a journalist, to be a writer. He doesn't have to take math. Trust me, I I went, I did writing classes. I went with people who were going for journalism. They didn't take math. You don't take math. The people who take math are the people who want to take math, who are science, who are math, who are some business. But if you're doing journalism, if you're doing writing, you don't take math. You don't take math unless you really love it. And I can't see... Um, um, Richie going nuts for it. So that's the weird thing about this episode is it's set at the beginning of a football season. Could you remember a football season is you're talking you're talking a football season is like s- s- September to December, with playoff games in January. 
Milwaukee in December, January, even November is going to be snowy and cold. In, in later October, it's going to be cold and the leaves are changing color and falling off the trees. And if it's December, you're going to have uh, signs of Christmas. November, you're going to have signs of Thanksgiving. October, you're going to have signs of Halloween. And this obviously in January because there's no talk of playoffs. So this is between September and December. This is not December because we've already had December in this season. This is not Thanksgiving because we've already had Thanksgiving in this season. I don't remember if we had Halloween in this season, but they love Halloween, and there's nothing autumn-like in the images you see of the exteriors in this episode. So to me, it's September, probably late September, maybe early October when this episode happens, and I will hop back and say this happens in 1958. All those people always say to me, as I say about once every episode, Dan, the show's a fantasia. It's not meant to be a real, you know, if you're trying to chart it, you're just going to hurt yourself. You are absolutely correct. This season has gone nuts. This season seemed to move towards the graduation. And then from that point, since that point, it's been jumping all over the place. Where is it now? Where are we now? We, we should be in the summer of 1959. But instead, we're early in the football season, circa September. And we ain't in 1959. I know Paul. they mentioned Paul Hornung. Paul Horning, who was... um. A Green Bay guy. They say he had a bad leg. He did get a bad leg like in 1962 or something. He had a knee injury. But circa 58, 59, he, he didn't have knee injury. I think he had a neck injury, but he didn't have a leg injury of any sort. And he definitely wasn't the team at this time. He was big. At, but his, his sort of big... Well, well, like 58 to like 61 or so. As he had some huge years as a running back. Uh, was he a fullback running back? Um... And and so that's correct, but that, that places it, yeah, like this is the 58 season, the 59 season, 60 season, something like that. But just the fact that, well, here, here's the thing that doesn't make it the 59 season. This is definitively doesn't make it the 59 season. And that is that in March of 1959, Lou Costello died. I know what you're saying, Dan, that's tragic. But what does that have to do with the beauty of happy days? Dr. Malf and Ralph tell, tell their... Um, I went to Africa and played cards with some of the natives. Zulus? No, I won. And everyone laughs. And Well, no, they laugh. The, the Cunninghams just look at them in disgust. No, no, in like just, oh, not that joke again. They leave. As they're all sitting down to eat after Ralph and his dad leave, Mr. C says, well, at least we still have Abbott and Costello. Now, Abbott and Costello, like, broke up officially... I want to say circa 1957. Their last film, I think, was Dance With Me, Henry, in 1956, which I've never seen. In 1957, they broke up. And obviously, Lou died in early 1959. And so the fact that he's saying we still have Abbott and Costello, to me, says that Costello isn't dead yet. To me, there's no reason to believe, if this was 1958, that unless... I don't know, maybe there were huge headlines. Abbott and Costello break up. But I would imagine it was more like they made Dance With Me, Henry, 1957... 1956, and then a year later, the partnership dissolved. So the fact that he says, at least we still have Abbott and Costello, to me means it's before March of 1959. To me, that means this is not 1959. This is earlier. And uh, now now you might say, oh, maybe it's 1956, 1957. No, 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 no. Not with Joni. Now, Joni is still the age she is. Joni is still 14, 15. So this is 1958, 1959. It seems like the guys are still in high school. Most of the people gambling have like high school jackets on. 
and the Abbott and Costello thing and the football thing. To me, this episode takes place in late September, early October 1959 before the really f- the frosts have hit and the leaves start to change and the, and, the, and the autumn and winter really, really dig in. That's when this episode takes place. So I'm going to stop right there. That is, that is last of the, the Red Hot Melts and um, a fun episode. Uh, a fun episode for the end of the season and like I said it's great to give I mean the big lesson learning scene in the end is not between Mr. C and, and, and Richie it's not between the Fonz and Richie the Fonz and Mr. C Mr. C and the Fonz Mr. C and Richie Fonz Fonz Joni and Mr. C and the Fonz it's between Dr. Malf who we haven't seen much of and Ralph who we've seen since the first episode so I like that. That's a nice way to close it off. Let us dive into um, the final episode of the season, Fonzie's Baptism. This one, I already gave you the date on this one. It was in March something or other, March 29, 1977. This is a William Bickley, Michael Warren. They wrote, I th- did they wrote Joni's Weird Boyfriend? I want to say they did. And this one, um, the Fonz gets in a, in a really bad crash during a stock car race and kind of is giving up his lifestyle, as it were, and begins to question his own Fonzie mortality. And we're introduced to a very interesting character who we will talk about shortly. And um, it all culminates in the title of the episode. We can discuss, uh, I guess we can discuss the religion of Fonzie right after this. Michael Warren so soon after their uh, last one and uh, this one is is, 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 is I think this is a pretty darn good ending to the season it there are a few minutes where the Fonz going to be baptized almost wanders into um, <clears throat> it doesn't but it almost for the split second when the Fonz is going to give his speech, he insists upon giving a speech after he's baptized. And all you can think of, you know, is, you know, remember when he got glasses and he basically looked at the camera and told, you know, kids and people of America, wear glasses, it's cool. You remember when he graduated a few episodes ago and he looked at the camera and said, hey, stay in school, get back in school, it's cool. Very briefly, I thought that he was going to do the same sort of thing with baptism right here. Hey, you haven't heard the word of Christ? You haven't let him into your heart? Do it. It's cool. He doesn't do that, however. Um, he he does, he, he, he actually, which, which is pretty cool, I think he actually, um, he mentions the Ten Commandments and he sort of bypasses them and goes to uh, the commandment that Jesus gave, you know, the greatest commandment of all, love thy neighbor, you know, as thyself. Uh, which is, of course, against most of what the Ten Commandments are and most of the Old Testament scripture. And I like that that they, that they do that. That it's not um, um, it's it's not uh, as the is didactic the word I want. Um, it's it's um, it's it's kind of spiritual when when it happens. And it's nice, but it's um, 
I, I like that like that the Fonz goes right to the words of Jesus. I mean, we said the Fonz is a superhero. Who knows who the Fonz is? We've seen him with superpowers and things like that. Maybe maybe Jesus is the... No, I don't... Uh, uh, I was going to say maybe Jesus is the Fonz. But um, no, no, no. The Fonz is the Fonz is his own sort of um, special thing. Maybe the Fonz is an alien. I don't know. Um, but the, the I think the episode... The episode wins in that it, like a bunch of the episodes from this season, it seems like it was written much longer, and it has large chunks cut out of it. And sometimes that's troublesome. I hear it as a bit in the first half, but once he announces at the end of the first act that he's getting baptized, the second half, everything kind of slows down, and it's really lovely, and the ceremony gets its time to do its thing, and it's really... um. It's really nicely done, you know. And there's a tag sequence at the end where Richie, Ralph, and Potsy go back to Arnold's. And surprisingly enough, the same, like, three half-drink, drunk, drunk, drink, and drunk um, uh, glasses of soda pop with straws in them are sitting on a table. Are sitting at a t- You know, if you if you look earlier on, there are, like, these three, I think it's, like, one, it's like one orange and two, like, colas. Um, they're still sitting there at the end of the episode, which is meant to take place, oh, a week later. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they don't baptize people like that. Oh, well, babies like that. You know, you gotta you gotta set the time up. Um, but I thought that was fun. And they do their best with that closing tag scene. But th- this is really one of those episodes. Once the Fonz is baptized and makes a speech, and they're all singing, you know, "Faith of Our Fathers," uh, it should um, it should end there. Um, Let's see. I I did see there. There's a moment in here just because we're thinking of this this episode. I'm going might be jump at the end of the season. Sorry, it might be jumping around a bit, but you do see um that that convertible, that green convertible. At one point, um about about seven or eight minutes into the episode, you see um six minutes in, you see uh the a stock shot of Arnold's, and you see that convertible that's broken down, and the guy is waving to all his friends, and his friends run around to help push it out. But we don't see them push it out. It cuts away before that, and we're told that the Fonz is suddenly going crazy and leaping over cars and things. That's the the, the tricky thing yeah, with the episode is that it starts off with the Fonz, you know, wanting to change his life and wanting to become dull because he doesn't feel like he's he's sort of right upstairs and he wants to be safe. But then immediately after that scene, he suddenly stopped being dull after a few days and he's being crazy. And he tells Richie that he knows it ain't right, you know, but he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't feel like he's right with God. And um, and, and that's when we are introduced to the character of Anthony Del Vecchio, who's Al's twin brother, who's a priest. And hey, look at that. I mean, it's, it's fun to see. It's fun. Um, I like that um, Anthony... Um, uh, it, it is still, obviously, Al, Al Molinero, but there is there is... You feel like they're two different characters. You really do. I really do feel like Al and Anthony are two different characters, uh, which I like. And and the baptism scene is lovely. And there's some there's some fun stuff about they're they're going through all the old family photos, trying to put together some archive of photos. There's an interesting bit. Well, the most interesting bit is um, uh, Joni pointing out. Now wait a minute. You have all these pictures of Richie, and she holds up like thirty pictures, and you only got these of these of me, and she has like three or four. And Mrs. C said, "Well, the f- well, you always end up taking more pictures of the firstborn." And I thought, okay, let's see that pile of Chuck photos. But of course, there isn't a pile of Chuck photos because by this time, Chuck is G O N N E gone from the show. And it's if you've seen, if you know the show, this is it is a little weird to see that and and I will say that I think Miss Mrs. C I, I 
you know, I love you, Mrs. C, and I applaud what you're saying there. I can tell you from experience that it's the opposite. If you were to go to my family's home, my mom and stepdad's home in Marion, New York, they have a lovely house. I've said this before. I think I've told you this before. I've shown you pictures. Didn't I show you guys pictures? I took pictures. They have a lovely house. They, um, it's funny, like, right after all the kids moved out, they moved from kind of stinky Irondequoit, New York, to this beautiful house in the middle of this, this like, like four acres of land. I know that's not a ton, but that's when you're, when you're used to just a plot, you know, in the suburbs right outside of Rochester, New York, you know, the, like four acres of land is a huge space. And they put the house in the middle of it, and it's all surrounded by a circle of trees and you, you can barely see the house from the road and it's so nice and if you were to go there and say let's see the pictures of the kids well you would have trouble seeing pictures I think of my, my uh, stepbrother Mike because I think most of those pictures are with his mom so they wouldn't have his pictures but what you would find is you would find 5,000 pictures of my little sister Allison love you, love you chief um who was born in 86 on you would find thousands of pictures of them prior to 86 though things would go pretty gamey and if you were to go in the 70s when i was a little kid my sister was a little kid you wouldn't find much in fact the last time i was looking the only pictures i found were the pictures that they showed at my sister's wedding and my wedding of us when we were young all the other oh there are those glasses I'm looking at those glasses. On the, sorry, those cups of soda there, soda pop, there. Um, sorry. Anyways, um, but I, it's it's funny. They may take more pictures of the firstborn, but um, in my family, they kept the pictures of the youngest. She, there, there are. I mean, literally. I, it was it was funny because I went. I want to say it was with my wife before we were married, but it may have been with a girlfriend before that. But I think it was with my wife. Or maybe it was just a friend. I forget. But someone, I think it was my wife, before we were married. Maybe, yeah, I think it was like 2003 or 2004. We sat down. I said, let's look through the family photos. And I began to pull out the family albums. For some reason, when the house I grew up in as a teen, all the family photos were underneath the couches in our family room. So we had the, the living room. And I know I'm going off on a tangent, but it's the end of the season, folks. And we're talking about family photos here. You know, had the living room, which was the main room, which was the shishi room. Then you had the den, you know, which didn't have any heat in it, but had a big heater thing that the space heater that they put in it, and the big TV, and that's where you watch all the football games and all the all the, uh, the fun stuff. And then the family room was the one I spent all my time in because it was cold too, but it didn't have the space heater and a fireplace. And I used to keep the fireplace going, and pe people rarely went in the family room during the four years I lived there and the four years I was there for college. Um, but anyway, uh, we used to keep, for some reason, we used to keep all the photo albums underneath the, the sofas down there. And I remember sitting with, I believe it was, like I said, I believe it was with my wife uh, before we were married. And let's look through the, the photo albums. And there were like eight photo albums and, and like two boxes, shoe boxes of photos. And every single one we went through began circa 1986-87 when my sister was born. And after looking through them for like an hour, I said, hey, mom, where are the other photo albums? Oh, they're all there. I said, no, no, these photo albums all started around when Allison was born. Where are the rest of them? Oh, I don't know. No, no, you know, all the old photo albums, Ma, the, the, the pictures of myself and Lorraine, you know, in the, 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 the 70s and the early 80s. I don't know. And my mom got very defensive. I think they tossed them. 
I think they got rid of all of them and accidentally or otherwise but it's strange to think just like like Joni's like why you you know it's like Mr. C took more pictures of his ex-girlfriends than they took of Joni and I understand exactly where Joni is coming from I would say the, the one difference here is that I remember in my mind all those photos we used to take and we'd write on the back you know Dan's eighth birthday you know Christmas 1979 things like that all gone all trashed all gone on, except from 86 on, but the thing was the 86 on is that once we hit 89, from like 86 to, from 89 to like 93, and then from like 98 to 97 to 99, we recorded all the Christmases and thanks and things on, on video, so uh, what are you going to do? I So what I'm saying is I'm on Joni's side there, and I think it's great that the Fonz gets baptized in this episode, and we will see Father Anthony again. But the Fonz being baptized doesn't really amount to much. But something that looks like a ploy, I mean, it almost looks like a gimmick a la Jumping the Shark, which may be happening in a few episodes from now. Um, um, uh, but but they, they, they undersell it, even to the point where you, the Cunninghams are like, you're going to get baptized? What? I mean, my first thought is Fonzarelli? Italian like him, the first thing his parents would have done was gone out and, and had him baptized, I would have thought. But um, they didn't, and I don't know why. He doesn't say why. He just said, I was never christened when I was born. But but I know Mr. C, his, his, Mr. C, Mr. F, he, I know his dad abandoned him a f when he was, not when he was a baby, but a few years after that, and his mom was there for a few years more. So you would think he would have gotten baptized. And the thing is, We've seen him talk to God before. He talked to God earlier in this season, and and one of the best moments in Guess Who's Coming to Christmas is his when he says grace. So we know he we know he respects God. We know he loves God, and um, I guess getting getting baptized makes him makes him feel so good that we never have to hear about it again because we won't. Obviously, the next time we we'll see the Fonz, they're all going to Hollywood, and he'll end up jumping a shark. Overall, I think as a as a finale, a season finale, during a time period where they did not do season finales, this is a this is a fun episode to end it on, because it, again, like I've said in some of the previous episodes, I don't think it's not going to get mentioned again. We will see Father Anthony again, but this this won't get mentioned. Well, the baptism may get mentioned. Like Father Anthony, remember he baptized the Fonz. They may say something like that. But and Jerry Paris got to bring that camera down. That is too way too dark. The top of the sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm watching the Fonz talking about being baptized, and he has Mr. Mrs. Sierra's godparents, which are really lovely. Which are really lovely scene. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it's an episode. It's an episode I I, I quite like. Um, it, it, I, I almost wish that in the same way that the previous episode last of the um, is it Red Hot Mouse last of the what was the last one did I, did I call it the wrong thing in the, in the when I was talking about you know the previous episode where Ralph becomes a bookie more or less I love the way that that starts off in Meteorez as it were he's already doing this I would have kind of loved this if this had started off kind of you know, we we have to have the moment, you know, where the Fonz is in in the drag race and then he gets in the huge crash and almost dies and begins to rethink his life. We have to have that. But I would have almost loved it if they had, didn't do some of the shenanigans they did in the first half. I mean, it's funny when the Fonz drives his motorcycle into Arnold's 
and has Richie sit on it and pretend to drive the motorcycle making motorcycle noises. But I almost wish we had gone a little bit more around the baptism. Uh, in, not not specifically like him and... Well, well the, the other people that get baptized are two babies, so there wouldn't be like a baptism class or something. But I'd love to see... Um, um, I almost, I almost would have liked to have seen a little more around that. Um, not, not, yeah, like I said, not to preach it, not to get didactic, but to, to, um, um, I mean, because they say like the Fonz helps out by souping up all the buses in the school district, which is funny. Um, and you know, Jesus is sort of in the in the background. A statue of Jesus is in the background when they're in the in the in the church there. You know, the Fonz is there, and you're looking. at Fonz equals Jesus? No, I'm kidding, of course. Um, it's 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 weird because I like I said I like the episode. Um, like quite a few of the episodes of this season, the first half seems to be kind of faffing around until it nails what it's up to. You know, like. Um, well, for example, like like Spunky, you know, with Spunky, I talk about some of the the past few, like you know, like the graduation. It's the best part of the graduation is more or less the second half of the graduation. Spunky, Spunky's big chance. No, Spunky gets loaded. Spunky off. Sp- Spunky go, come home. The best part of that is during the second half when Spunky's gone. You know, the the time capsule is when they get locked in the room. You know, there's sort of this this weird thing where. Um, they, I, I almost wish they could find a way to get to the main funny, f- fun part of the story without so much faffing around. I know that's not really something they did back then, but once you hit the second part of this episode, you know, once he meets Father Anthony and you hit the second part of the episode with the baptism and everything, it becomes quite a lovely episode. Not to say that the first like eight, nine, ten minutes aren't aren't fun to watch, but it's like it gets so much better in the second half. And that's been the the interesting thing, like I said, with this season is that that's happened more than once. Where the first half, as they're setting everything up, is slightly clunky, and almost feels like in this episode that something was edited out because he goes immediately from, "I've had a near death experience. I'm going to become dull. I can't become dull. I have to be crazy. No, I have to get baptized." And it's almost like where is this? there's no connecting material with any of that apart from people saying wow the Fonz he was dull for a while now he's crazy again yeah yeah I, I won't talk too much more about this episode but it's a, I like Father Anthony I like the, the fact that the Fonz gets baptized I know if you're not um, like I said I was baptized I did eight years of Catholic school I got baptized I was baptized as a baby so I, I unlike the Fonz I did not have a, have a choice in it um, am I glad I got baptized sure what I would have, what I would have preferred to, what I would have, would I have preferred to had that choice in it? Yes. Is it fun to watch the Fonz and uh, I watch? I'm sorry, Joni and Ralph and Potsy and Richie sing "Faith of Our Fathers." Yes. Is it odd when the next hymn they sing is the exact same hymn? That's slightly odd, and I thought the audience was going to laugh, but apparently that's not a joke. I kind of, I kind of feel like somewhere in this. I, I guess I'm going to segue into my thoughts on this season, because um, I think Fonzie's baptism is, is a solid ending to the season. And if you love the Fonz, you're gonna love, you're gonna love the episode. Um, and the fact that they give Richie the last moments of the episode kind of says, like, Rem- remember Richie, everyone. You remember Richie. I remember Richie. Um, and I wonder if Al Molinero pulled a trick on Henry Winkler and actually baptized him. 
you know, when it was all over, he was like, Henry, I, um, I want to tell you, I got ordained over the weekend. You're Catholic. No, I'm kidding, of course. I, I think the tricky thing with the season four is that there, there's been a, um, the season, season three had, I think, sort of more verve and pop to it. Season four is funny. Season four is fun to watch. I, I think there are very few full-on dud episodes, but there are also episodes that a lot of episodes that feel like they're the structure is off, like something's off when they've they've been written, like they've been written too long, or they were maybe they were making it up as they went along. I mean, it's I mean it's it's one thing to do say like a Simpsons kind of thing where, or even Green Acres used to do this too, where the where the like the first third or so doesn't really relate to the rest of the story. It takes a while for the story to appear. That that's one thing. But the Happy Days kind of, you know, this is Fonzie's baptism, and he, halfway through he announces, I'm getting baptized. So the first half is him kind of flailing, and then the second half is the baptism. And um, and i got to tell you, Joni is adorable. When she smiles at the Fonz, when the Fonz is giving a speech, a smile on her face. Sorry. Um, and uh, <laughs> Father Anthony is great. Um, and I like the Fonz's suit. But I, I, I think the show, show at this point, I mean, the show is so huge at this point. The show is so, so much a part of pop culture. And so, yeah, so huge. I mean, there are, there are albums and there are books and there are, was there a comic book? I'm fairly certain there was a comic book, all sorts of memorabilia, all sorts of crazy stuff. Some of the scripts have a feel of we're coasting through. Some of the scripts have a feel of, okay, we got a dictionary of sitcom storylines. We're just picking at them. Some are a little more than that. I, I got to be honest, talking about the episodes so in detail, um, this this was the, I thought, the least interesting of the seasons to talk about. Um, this sort of weird shifting and moving of time, too. I mean, in this episode, Richie completely says, I've graduated. So, but at the same time, it's, it's weird because Richie, Richie does state, I have graduated. There's no talk of college or anything. So this seems to be in between college and, and the big big guy who takes away the gal he's dancing with in the end because he's her boyfriend has like a college has like a high school I think a high school sweater on uh, jacket on um, but but it's weird because Richie does say he's graduated so to me this is and the, it looks lovely outside so to me this is probably July or August soon not not too far from college beginning but there is a moment where Potsy's like oh it's really cold out now, that could be Potsy just being weird but again um it's uh it's um it's it's all over the place the timeline of this season is all over the place and and it really does jump around i i almost wanted to but it was too late for me to think about going back to it. i almost wanted to kind of put a timeline together you know like this episode is here you know this episode is at patrick's day this episode is thanksgiving this episode is christmas this episode is graduation they'll try to put together within season four i'm sure someone may have done this or maybe not put together within season four the order chronologically the episode should go in i mean because this this season jumps all over like the second half of 59 early first half of 50 second half of 58 first half of 59 and uh and this one like i said i mean to me this one is in summer maybe early summer of of 59 and um you know, we'll see how the next season goes. I mean, the the next season, the show won't be number one, it'll be number two, but that's just because it flipped with Laverne and Shirley. So the next season, the show is as popular. Now, pop culture-wise, um, something will overtake the Fonz, 
over the summer of 1979. Uh, Pop culture-wise, something will overtake the Fonz in the summer of 1977 in late May. Uh, And so by the time we get to September, October, the start of season five, you know, the Fonz might jump a shark, which is clear sort of reference to Jaws, which was two years before, and was still huge. But there was another even huger, even larger thing happening um, that would sort of take over in the pop culture realm. So I'm just, I, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll wrap this up. You know, there isn't a lot to say about season four. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty standard, but lots of fun season of a sitcom in the mid seventies. Are there hiccups? Oh yeah. Are there episodes that are better than the other uh, others? Oh yes. Are there episodes that stink? Mm, maybe a few. Are there episodes that are great? Yes. Um, does it close off all right? Yeah, I think I think the season closes off pretty strong. And now we're going on to season five. So let me let me wrap it up here by saying, uh, as always, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I feel like there's something I've forgotten to say. Oh, I might do a if if you're listening to these as these episodes come out, I'm hoping to post this episode on um, if I can, if 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 the gods of SoundCloud will allow me. Daniel's SoundCloud baptism. If the gods of SoundCloud will allow me, I hope to have this up on. Um, I was going to say Regeneration Day, but Inauguration Day, uh, twenty twenty one, uh, when I'm hoping um, that this um, world improves a touch. And so I thought I, you know, finish season four, give us all a break from it for a bit. I'm kidding, but I, I do take time off in between the seasons. So this episode is going to go up around January twentieth. 2021 and i'll probably come back at the beginning of march that just seems a good just a good starting point for season five but in february at some point i may put up another i have to look through my cracked magazines i may put up another cracked magazine uh related um thing like i did in between seasons three and four there wasn't as much um but there still was stuff going on and there still is stuff going on. I, what i might do is i actually might just cover the what they did in like late 76 like like 77 78 with um with happy days and just sort of cover all of it um but we'll see so thank you everyone again i'm sorry thank you everyone again so much for listening and that was this was yeah last of the big time mouths and i keep calling it last of the red hot mouths and i apologize and fonzie's baptism which i think is a fairly and before that was spunky come home so um you know as as you know the title may be suspect but the episode i think is pretty solid so i think that i think think the season ends strong and ends well uh now obviously too it ends in like in the middle late march so if you were watching it was originally on i mean i don't think you would have thought that was the end of the season you would have just been like april may june july august five months of repeats and maybe in those repeats you would have seen some episodes you loved i don't know you know you don't always need you know it's, it's got to be fun sometimes to just catch an old episode right i mean at this point you didn't have a vcr so it might be nice, you know, in a month to, you know, see the episode with the fawns and pigeons and and the episode where, um, you know, uh, Joni goes out with a spike. Oh, but they've shown that? They might have. You know, that, that kind of thing. Again, let me wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, so much uh, for listening. This was Season 4, Episode 12 of Rockin' All Week with you, a Happy Days podcast. And I will be back soon. And if you're listening to this, you know, past March 2021, you know, Hold on, the next episode is coming right up. But if you're listening to this in January 2021, uh, thank you again. 
and we will be back with season five, 1977 to 1978, very, very soon. Be cool. Keep on rocking.